the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. David Limbaugh, our guest right now, folks, he's the author of the brand new book, The True Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ and the Gospels, just made the New York Times bestsellers list. Mr. Limbaugh, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, first off, uh, b- before I, I focus on what your, your work means to those people who are of faith, I wanted you to describe what, what your thoughts were on the impact a book like yours will make on on the, the Christian skeptic or maybe the atheist? Well, my hope is that it will have some impact on some people. My other two Christian-themed books, based on my feedback, did uh, affect some people. I mean, I'm not taking credit for it, but nevertheless, it was very encouraging when you get feedback from people saying that I, I they could relate to my book in ways they couldn't relate to things they'd heard before. And I think part of my advantage there is that I come from a background of skepticism, so I kind of understand what makes skeptics tick. Yeah, and you address in this book, which I thought was is, is not very focused on much by, by theologians and is not part of our normal everyday parlance when we're talking about, uh, about the Bible, you, you focused on a time between the Old and New Testaments. And it's, it's you know what, I, I don't have very much knowledge about what happened in that time period either. Why did you choose to go there? Well, this book is an introduction to the Gospels, and uh, I wanted to give go deeply into the Gospels, which I do in the last two-thirds of the book, the bulk of the book, chapters 5 through 12. But in the first four chapters of part one, I wanted to introduce the readers to the background of the Old Testament period, the world that Jesus was entering when he uh, came into human history. And to do that, you need to understand the, the years, the turbulent years preceding uh, the, uh, following the end of the New Testament, about 400 B.C., the writing of the New Testament, and when, the, when Christ came around 3 A.D., because the Jewish ex- Messianic expectations were affected by their interrelationship with God and the foreign powers that were dominating them. So I try to trace all that and then go into all the factors that coalesced to make the gospel uh, ripe for transmission during that period of time. David Limbaugh, our guest right now, folks, he's the author of the brand new book, The True Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. Uh, it just hit uh, the New York Times bestsellers list. So let's, the Gospels, I, I've heard some folks who are, again, back to, back to our friends, the skeptics or the atheists, who see these Gospels 
as somewhat contradictory. They seem to focus on, on, on the same events, but they have different takes on those events, and that's evidence for some that they're, they're not telling, uh, the, the, they're just stories, and they, they don't have their facts straight. You took a different message from the different angles in which the, the Gospels were told. Yes. Now, in my book, I consolidate the four Gospels into one combined narrative for the purpose of introducing the reader to every event that occurred in the Gospels, all the sayings of Jesus, mostly verbatim, sometime paraphrase, uh, in order to save space. But, though I combine the Gospels for purposes of, of communicating information, there is no substitute for reading the four Gospels themselves and, and their different perspectives. I intend for them this book to launch people into a, a, an attitude of reading the Gospels for themselves. We have four different perspectives, as Church Father Irenaeus said, as we have four directions of the wind. God intended there to be four different perspectives. They are not contradictory. Sometimes they emphasize different things. Matthew emphasizes Jesus' Jesus's kingship. Mark, that he was a suffering servant. Luke, his, his humanity. Jesus is fully human and fully God. And John, his deity. And, and so... Sometimes you'll see things that might strike you as inconsistent, such as one gospel writer writes about one angel in the tomb, in the empty tomb, speaking, and another one mentions two angels. Well, it's not inconsistent. It's just that one witness didn't record, didn't uh, state that there were two, didn't state there weren't two. And so it's like witnesses in a courtroom. If their stories are too pat, you might think they colluded and conspired to create a perfect story, and you wouldn't believe them. So these separate accounts, I think, add to their authenticity and integrity rather than detract from them. Uh, David Limbaugh, our guest right now, folks, and his, his brand new offering, The True Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned the expectation the Jews had of who Jesus would be, and because of, in the context of the oppressors of their day, they, they were expecting a warrior. Later, uh, after after Christ had had done done what he did, died for our sins, and and, and Catholicism and then the branches of Christianity developed, there was an effort that you outlined that that tried to revamp history in the 18th century, and it was courtesy of our friend friends in in liberal uh, liberal scholars. They began to construct alternative versions of Jesus's life and I, I would suspect to fit the political narrative of that day describe that yeah and and also because they they have the hearts of skeptics and skeptics want to tear things down it's harder to believe their versions than it is to believe the truth it is harder to be an atheist than it is to be a Christian it, it, the, the, oh, there's overwhelming evidence that the New Testament documents are reliable we have more copies uh, and uh, of ancient, I mean, copies of these documents, 5,800 copies around the time the events were written and, and after, uh, compared to any other ancient document, we have a, a we strong bases upon which to rely on the gospel writers. They died for what they believed in. They died only after uh, and went to their martyrdom only after seeing Christ res, uh, be resurrected in his bodily form. They weren't believers. They were still doubters when they saw the empty tomb, and it wasn't until he came back. But these the Gnostics and the Docetists who uh, emerged around the second century doubted his divinity because they saw the world as dualistic. Material world was all evil. Spiritual world was good. Christ could not have been fully human. Therefore, he couldn't have been crucified. That is a terrible heresy. 
and it was dismissed early on by the church, despite what the Da Vinci Code uh, Brown talks about. <laughs> there, there were no competing versions of the Gospels in the first century. The creedal formulas were adopted large and accepted by the church before they were even written down in the New Testament form. And I have a list on page 40 or 44 in my book that lists a, a several of these, about, well, actually 40 of these things that I got from Lee Strobel and Gary Habermas. Uh, all these creedal formulas the Christians accepted, and the essentials of the gospel were firmly in place and believed by all Christians, and that was what was promoted in the churches, his death, his resurrection, his deity, his full humanity, and, and the empty tomb and all that. It was not even in dispute, and yet these people go back and try to rewrite history, and it's happened throughout history, as you mentioned, in the 18th century, and it's happening again with the new atheist movement. They shake their fist at a God they claim not to believe in. Why do they care so much if there's no God? They can pretend they care because Christians cause trouble. In fact, Christians don't cause trouble. Christians are a force for good throughout the world. We're not the ones killing people. We're the ones who are bringing peace, and we're the ones who are standing for freedom and liberty and protecting people throughout the world. Yeah, we have a, an example of a, an elected leader in the state of Texas who, who, who used ca the Catholicism, her Catholic mass, as a backdrop to justify illegal immigration. And in my mind, it's what, what you call in the book uh, a, a, a rewrite, the fictitious lives of Jesus that might fall into that category. Yep. David Limbaugh, everybody, lawyer, nationally syndicated columnist, political commentator, and the author of this new book. Pick it up. It's powerful. The True Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the gospel sir always a pleasure visiting with you here on the salcedo show you too thank you so much for having me on it's an honor you do a great job thank you sir Th take care thank you we appreciate it triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three that's the phone number here you want to weigh in on what you just heard mr limbaugh talk about or you want to weigh in on what donald trump is signaling about the border wall uh are you buying this do you do you buy what's going on up on Capitol Hill, do we believe Paul Ryan? Do we believe Mitch McConnell? That Oh, yes, we'll get to border wall funding in the 1718 budget plan. Or have we been down this road before? And then if Congress was serious under the Republicans' control, why will they not insist that, law, that the government be fully funded, including the 2006 Secure Fence Act? One might suspect they don't want to secure that border after all, folks. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.